Hello, welcome back to Muscle and Hustle podcast. Today's show, we have a very special guest. I'll let him introduce himself. Special guest? That makes you sound like a special guest. You can leave. <laughs> Aye, well. Uh, Sean McLevy, infamous cousin of Tony McLevy, stand up comedian. Fucking, but you have to put the most important one at the time. I was going, I was going, I hope you would left that part out. <laughs> Nah, that's the only reason. I still get guffed at, you know, people give me scuff being like, oh, you're only doing this because Tony, like, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm doing stand-up comedy, he's a fitness guy. Couldn't be any more different. <laughs> no, that, but that's always the case. People will just nudge you in any sense, but Mickey, you're getting tag team by the Mac. <laughs> the Mac Levy's had the double up. They had to bring in a comedian because Tony's dry as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've layered up. Tony's got the fucking stringer vest on. I'm sitting here in baggy jumpers. Just a, you know, I like to be a bit more conservative in my look. Ah, uh, you're the I. That's Tony's the Tony's the outcast. He likes to be a wee bit out there. But you've got your own podcast too, don't you? Smack Talk. I like that name. Yeah, I do. I do the Smack Talk podcast. It was basically just like a lockdown project. Do nothing else fucking happening in the world. Yeah, fired one up. But uh, yeah, it's been going too. Do guests, uh, in person interviews, all that. There, sort of carry on. Uh, yeah, so actually starting to pick up a good bit of pace now, which is good to see as do well. You, do you do any solo ones in it? He does. Yeah, I, I do solo ones in it, but fuck, they are like. I do about 30 minutes and see because stage time like I've built up now where I'm on stage for about 15 minutes it goes in pretty quick but see at the start it was yeah. an absolute slug fest like see chatting to yourself you feel like a lunatic like you do you do you need to kind of a producer or you need somebody there to bounce even if they just have a I was listening to it last night actually Tim Dillon's the only person I know that can do it for an hour and even then he needs a producer just to laugh the odd time and then you're like oh there is someone there, or there's a wee bit of validation that these that's things the are actually funny. That's why the dynamic of this is the goal. Like, see if you have you and a host and, like, whatever it is, that is the... You just set it up every week and go. See when you're doing it your own, you're trying to try guessing it. The hardest part of the job is literally getting guessing. It's an absolute nightmare. Like, your time. It's time for us, because we can't... We can't even commit. Like, the 10 o'clock today, like, it's the first time probably the 10 o'clock's came off. Like, normally, there's something happens. Internet goes down. Tony decides it's feeding time at the zoo. <laughs> or Tony decides that he's still mid-set, and he actually goes, you said 10 o'clock, didn't you? I've got another 15 <laughs> sets of biceps to do here. Joe, you know what it is, though? This must be our first guest in... How many episodes did you say? I don't know. Who was our last guest? Fuck, it's got to be at least... It's got to be... Carline? No. It's got to be four months minimum. Like, we're... Because we, I remember when we started, we were like, we'll get a guest every second week, Mickey. And then as it came on, we were like, <laughs> I, can, I cannot be arsed organized. It's, 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 you know what it is? It's maybe a little... I, I, see, the solo stuff has some pros because, yes, you have nobody about... Sean Casey, December. Because there you go. Do you know what I mean? So that's fucking four months. But <laughs> it's one of the ones where I think you can... At least you can sort of suit yourself. Whereas I'd say that's the main issue of us, Mickey, is the fact that you can't just go, fuck it, I've got an hour, let's go. Because I have to go to you... Because your schedule and mine are very different. Like very you, different. Obviously, you're fucking working nights, practically. Aye. Uh, so it's, it's a bit of a different ballgame. But no, look, before we dive into anything else, I think the best... I, I don't know about really saying, like... I always think it's weird when people say... It, like, obviously, you've introduced yourself, but I think the stand-up and stuff is where we want to go into it. So you've done a couple of gigs with a stand-up, Sean, and, like, I'm going to be straight. Like, it's something I look at, and I'm like, that is just a big set of balls. Like, because I think that is fucking <laughs> scary. It's hard enough to public speak... And it's tough to stand in front of a crowd and talk, never mind, because I've done that. But it's different when you're actually, like, if they're not laughing, you know it's it's not going well. I, well, like, the thing was, I think I've had now about, I still call myself an open mic comic, let me clear that up, because there's a thing in comedy where you can just go, I'm a stand-up comedian, and he goes, no, you fuck, you're not. You put it in your Instagram handle, and you've done yeah. five gigs. Yeah. So there's that thing. So I brand myself as an open mic comic, but uh, 
it was one of the things that I was always confident in public speaking. Just like you go to uni in a class and you have them like you stand up in front of a room, you have to chat. I had yeah. people like throwing up to the bathroom. I was looking, being like, "What the fuck is wrong with you boys? Like we're just getting up to have a wee bit of crack here, chat away. If someone fires some question, I always had something too off the cup to say anyway. There was no bother that way. But like it was one of the things, and I was like, "Right, I don't mind public speaking." I thought maybe get a job where you like selling something or whatever. And then I was like, "Hold on a second, I actually a bit of stand up comedy. Like why why not like." Give it a go, and don't get me wrong. There's been some. There was one gig in particular in Oma, and I mean, the Dailies, Silence, Dailies and Oma. Dailies yeah, is a tough I mean, room because it it's such a good Dailies, comedy club. <clears throat> Dailies Oma have like their main room, and then they have a side thing that's starting out called the green room for like newcomer acts. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing the newcomer night, and it was wasn't the busiest room of all time. It was a bit of a tough room, and I mean, dead silence place for. F- I was meant to do seven minutes. I got through it in four minutes. It was meant to take me seven minutes. I just fucking went the yeah. whole way through it. It was awful. But see, since that happened, don't give a fuck anymore. That's come back to that point about the balls. Like, that is the worst thing that's going to happen to you. And it happened I, pretty early, thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what I was yeah. just about to say. There's nothing that, <clears throat> like, the worst case scenario is that you don't get too much laughs. And that's it. And once that's done, yeah. there's nothing else. Like, maybe if you fall or something, but that's literally it. And I think that's a good thing to happen early. Because if that happens, say, like, Say you were getting loads of laughs and it's six months down the line you think you're shit hot and it happens. That would really throw your head. Whereas I think at the start, if that happens, then you're laughing because it'll make you more ballsy on stage because you know that you've not to lose as well. Yeah, I definitely, I go about that all the time. Now. Like, there's a couple of gigs where, like, you've done, wrote a new bit and you think it's going to fucking smash out of the park and no one laughs. You, goes, you just sort of turn it in and he goes, fuck me, that was shit. Or use your shit crack. That's coming out of the set. You like, play it off. Man. Yeah, like, you, have to, you, have to, you have to work on it too. Like, it's. Like I'd I'd know I know a lot of comedy comedians. I know Chrissy Bowes. I know Keezy. Mm-hmm. I know Bartlett. I they ran a comedy club for me and on skill. So kind of got to know the art of comedy. I've watched, mm-hmm. I've watched Arm McCann die in his hole, and Arm McCann's fucking <laughs> phenomenal now. Like, yeah, they do, and they, even Bartlett say now he he still dies in his hole sometime. I think that place in Armagh is known for the bar to Armagh. It's known for everyone to die in their hole. Yeah. Can't get us and all. But it's one of those things where once you realise that sometimes it, the joke just isn't right at that time or right mm. for that crowd, um, instead of you going, oh, that's just shite and never doing it again, and you're going in your head going, fuck, I might be shite too. You just got to go. Exactly it. It's like Paddy McDonald was always one for me. In Belfast, he's like Kevin Hart. But outside of Belfast, the further down the country you get, the more his humour does not work. And I always found it really weird because it's very generalized. I'll tell you about the first time I did stand up. The very first time was I was still shooting up in Belfast and I was living on University Avenue with a couple of mates. And I told nobody. I had a gig lined up. I was like, I'm telling no one going to this open mic night. And I was slipping out of the house at like eight o'clock at night. So your mates are all fucking clued in. Like, are like, where the fuck are you going? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, either one, you're meeting a woman and you have a woman. So that's less fuck. Or two, you're doing something sketchy. I was just like, oh, right. I'm going to this, I'm going to this stand-up comedy thing, right? But he's can't come, he's can't come. He goes, sure, we'll go. And if it's shit, we'll tell you. <laughs> fucking good mates at the are. That's the sort of faith they had in me. And I was like, right, no bar, lads, no bar. So we talked to them anyway. There was a gig on the Pavilion Pavilion Bar in Normal Road. I was going to say, so yeah. Know, it's fucking, it is pumping. See, before COVID, there was five people in the crowd and two of them were my mates for my yeah. first ever gig. So it was fucking cacking it. And there was one girl in the night, she must have just been blocked, had the loudest laugh I had ever heard in my life. And the whole way through my set, that's all I heard. And that was the only thing I needed. Dude, after that, I yeah. was like, fuck. 
there's something in this then just whoever that one woman was that night and then came off came off afterwards and the boys are like here fuck tell you what that actually wasn't terrible you should keep doing that and i was like well fuck here we go then thank fuck i'm actually in the end i was glad i brought them because the other thing that happens is boys bring all of their mates yeah and like everyone they know and they all are so like you can get up and be like oh do you know what hitler sort of had a point and they're all like yeah yeah like they're just those <laughs> mates like uh, yeah <laughs> well that's it. it is kind of a lot of time in comedy clubs if one or two people laughs at like a sketchy enough joke other people are like, oh, fuck, it's all right to laugh at this. Rather than mm-hmm. go, oh, like, yeah. I shouldn't really laugh at that. Like, there is some, like, some comedians come out with some howlers, like, and you're like, oh, yeah. I'll laugh at it in the house, but I'm not laughing at it here. It's like, it's like, look at me, you look at, you look at me, 24-year-old white fucking lad, what am I going to talk about? Dicks, probably women, relationships, just stupid shit. Like, you yeah. know, you get exactly what you expect on the tin sort of thing with me, is like my sort of style anyway, but you try not to lean into too much. Like, you don't want to be all fucking dick jokes and fucking... Puzzles. Yeah, I, <laughs> I bro jokes. So you, yeah. you're, at the moment, you're still doing opening stuff. You're doing, you're still <laughs> open micing um, in... In the pavilion, I take it you're doing a lot in there. Yeah, and then and then I've had other stuff as well. Like I've had a few. Like the first time I got paid, it was like Jesus, what the? F-? I think I got paid like forty quid for like ten minutes at a, like a private function in Uri, and I was like, holy fuck! Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you thought you'd like made it? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the same as one. Of, probably my first DJ gig was maybe eighty or hundred pound, and I was like, for for playing yeah. music, like. Is this it's, it's see i remember though even whenever i was coaching me i completely get that because i coach people for free just like you're saying you do the open mic and the first mm-hmm. person that paid me was i think it was 80 pound for 12 weeks of coaching and i was like fuck i'm in the money here this is unbelievable yeah. i get paid this and now if you offer me 80 quid for coaching i would go are you fucking serious and it's just one of them things where and it's just that's just me being straight you don't see it but at the time it's such a big yeah moment so i think the fact you're even getting anything and then the thing is, as I, I don't like really getting everything in the gym, but it's just like everything. You just put in the reps. It's like whenever you start DJing, Mickey, or I start, you're going to be okay at the start. If you've got a natural yeah. knack for it, that's fine. But it's it even with, as you're saying there, feeding off the audience, how you feel, joke my pop, it's all experience. And I think it's that sort of thing of you're not going to be unbelievable until you keep putting the reps. That's why if you keep going to constant stuff, you're only going to keep getting fucking better, really. Uh, like prime examples there the other night. When was that? Last Wednesday, I drove two hours but two hours 15 to dublin for five minutes sat and back again but that's you when you're at that stage you're just in the love of the game of something you're like i don't give a fuck like i get down there and the boy host is like what the fuck are you doing here for five minutes yeah price of fuel has never been higher we're not paying you what are you doing i was like mate i just need all the reps possible like, yeah, this yeah. fucking show coming up in august and i'm just trying to build as much material as possible for that i was like this is absolutely this is what it's about to start you know it's that that's sort the of love the game thing that's the difference between somebody who's okay and somebody who's good, though, because in five years, people turn around and go, oh, well, like, you got lucky, and you're like, fuck off. It's, it's, yeah. it, you get luckier by the harder you work, and see that? Yeah. That's the difference between somebody who just does it when it suits them and the like, we would have name it, and somebody who's actually getting, putting in, you're actually losing money at the start then, and that's when you know that you're, you're putting in effort, and even if it doesn't turn into that, that lesson in itself will always pay off in another, in, in this avenue or another, it's always the case, always. Yeah, well, it's like effort. Kevin Hart at the moment, like, he doesn't want to do the shite limelight, he doesn't, no. think he fucking wants to do the Ulster Hall, or whatever the fuck he's doing, he has to get ready for a special, he has to get ready for the stadium tour, needs to get the reps in, needs to get his cadence, I know a few boys were at the, at the comedy show, and he's actually talking people through, why he's doing this like one of the first ones he did he never walked around the stage and he told him i'm not doing you know this normal marching about hands he goes i'm just telling you jokes 
and I'm going to see if there's anything in them without me adding in the dramatics. Mm. So he's doing his reps, getting it ready. So there's no reason why the next person down shouldn't be doing it, and the next person down because oh, you learn from your, you learn from the best, like. I went to that show. I, I was lucky enough to get tickets for that. It actually wasn't by any hooker crook. I'm just magic got through the fucking chain yeah. link somehow and uh, went. And I was sitting there. It was almost as if I was enjoying the show, but you're almost studying it as a student. Like, 100%. I was once he's going like, how often does this cunt make me laugh? I was going, one, two, three, laugh. One, two, three, laugh. I was about three seconds for about an hour. Yeah. The whole way through it. I'm like, that, like, your average pro comedian's probably doing about seven seconds of laugh. He's cutting that in half and bettering it. You're like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's the same as DJ and... I would go to certain gigs when I'm out in Ibiza and I would it wasn't so much study, but I would watch like the way he structures a set, what he's doing, and mm. trying to work out why he's doing it, and then go away and go, right, there's something there. I'll try to re recreate it. Same as YouTube, you bring up the odd DJ set, or you look at the songs that are going viral on YouTube and stuff that like the clips that be shared, and you're like, So why is this going viral? This is the reason. And then you 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 like backward engineer it and then work out how it works and then work out how it can work for you. You see a lot of comedians doing that. Comedy is more, even though it's a fun thing, there's a lot of work goes in it and there's a lot of like psychology goes in it, like from the comedian side about why a joke works, why it wasn't work, how fast you're talking, your cadence and your voice, where you're standing, how you look. Because you hear Joe Rogan talking about he won't do comedy in a short sleeve t-shirt. Because he's too muscly, and he thinks it, yeah. do, it makes his jokes not work as much because he's such a big guy. And I never thought about that. There's so many. It, the, I think the premise of comedy, comedy people think is you just show up and you go, "What am I going to talk about?" And then go, and that's the like that's what the pros do. That's what they make you think is happening. But in the background, fuck me, like I haven't written pen and paper in I don't know five years, like since going to university. But like you're getting out like, big fucking chunky books, filling them in. Like I would sit there maybe for. If I had a gig at like seven, eight o'clock that night, I would. If I'm off, I would spend about from about ten o'clock in the morning to about six o'clock at night going over it, rehearse. Just memories and words, or just any wee fucking nuance. Yeah. Like, and then you watch yourself back, and you're like, I fucking hate myself. Like, so something didn't work the way you wanted it to go, or like something didn't land. You're like, fuck. Like the hardest, the hardest thing I do, I I video all my stuff to do the vlogs and things like that. And like, see, so watch yourself back. Like, it just doesn't get any easier. People think like, oh, it must be tough to watch yourself. It is fucking awful. Like, <laughs> Tony likes watching himself. Tony sits up all night watching his TikToks, <laughs> point, pointing at his phone, just going, you, you got a kid. <laughs> Me and my headband doing a Zoolander in the morning, going, that's it, son, that's it. That's, that's it, look at that. Have you seen the headband made a return, did it? Yeah, I was in the gym yesterday, and I was getting fucking, I wasn't even benoast to, I was in, there's like a place in JVC here, it's just open like a month or two, so I was like, I'll join that and see how it goes. And it's a bit more commercially, whereas in B1 in Benos, it's like the... It's like the, the everybody's got fucking a million followers and everybody's running around with fucking YouTube. In this commercial gym, it's like running around the sports center in Nuria a wee bit. And <laughs> whenever I came out ahead, I always see people go, what the fuck's going on here? But it's, it's just one of them things where... They could be listeners it, to the podcast. It, it, yeah, but you know what? That's probably what it is. It's probably them <laughs> three we have out in the, the Middle East here. Uh, do you know what I want to ask? What is this? Uh, you, were getting the, you were saying you were getting the reps and what do you have? Uh, a big night in, is it August, September there? What'd you say? Yeah, I've a uh, big night coming in the 12th of August, so it's like a double co-headline show, me and that guy from Belfast called Kieran Franco. Basically, I met him on like an open mic night, one of the first ones we did together in a speakeasy, and the two of us absolutely died in our hole. Like, it was one of the worst <laughs> things of all time. Like, it was fucking horrific. But for some reason, ever since then, the two of us have just always lined up gigs and been on the same bills. We're like, 
fuck it, we'll try and aim something down the line. Do to make us write and fucking work out material and stuff yeah. like that? So we've planned this for August time. We've been flat and not trying to get as many gigs as possible. And we're doing two 30-minute spots in the Sunflower Bar up in Belfast. And ticket sales have been going really, really well. Actually, uh, quite surprised actually how well they were going. And it's basically like, it's like a work in progress type show sort of thing. We're going to have an MC in the night and one or two other comedians on as well. Like, so yeah, it should be a good crack. Do you need Tony to do any like flexing at the front of the stage? No, people as, laugh too much. As a warm up, go. Here's my dwarf cousin. He's a bodybuilder. <laughs> it's a fucking very narrow, very narrow door. Really good. I don't think you'd get in these days, Tony. I could, yeah, I could come in from the roof or something. You just get the roof. Fucking break you in, like. I uh, lower him down like a wee angel. <laughs> wee angel wings on him. <laughs> no, hey. Fuck, I think that that's that. You know what? That'll be worthwhile. Like, how many does that place sort of? How many does that place like hold? For example, do you know? Uh, it's about hundred thousand. Yeah, probably, and we're nearly sold out. So <laughs> that's still metal. Just about Croke Park. Just uh, yeah. Like is uh? We're trying to get the five nights plan, but they're holding back. So we might pull the whole plug. Who knows? Ah, uh, Garth Brooks wrecked that for everybody. What about uh? What about the day like you went to? To meet was it Pedro? Is that you running the sunflower? Did you say? Yes, we're running the sunflower. So yes. when you just went to meet the sunflower, were you shitting it to say here we want to run this gig, and <laughs> this is <laughs> the plan? We like we pitched the idea to each other. And we're like, where would we do it? And then we said the sunflower, and we're like, why the sunflower? Well, we originally thought speak with the show's called Speakies. We're like, we'll do it in Speakies. And we're like, no, the pints are shite, and we've got PTSD from the last gig in there, so we're not doing it in there. And pesky students and all that crack. So we're like, no, we're not doing that. And then I was like, what about the sunflower? Because this goes sound so fucking up me and hold. They've had some shake gigs on before, and I was like, here, fuck, we couldn't do any worse than them. Ah, uh, the fucking so, Belfast Ukulele <laughs> fucking association. Yeah, yeah. Damn they dicks. Some fucking nightmares in there. I was like, they couldn't say no. And I've known a few other comics did gigs in there. So your your man was actually sound as fuck. Like he was just like, yeah, come on ahead, love any new talent, any local stuff, and come on down. Like. Like yeah. I don't think people actually realise that the level of talent for comedy in Belfast at the minute it's like, mad. It's absolutely it's mad. booming. Like, like the fact Kevin Hart here and doing sets is like is no coincidence. He wouldn't have came here and did them fifteen years ago. You know, no, it was nothing. And the fact that they're selling out the Odyssey, well, selling out part of the Odyssey, but they're still in there. Yeah. That is just mind boggling. Like that would have happened, but you know, that's all down to like, well, Collins, Collins, a big, a big forefront of that. But like Daily, I think to be honest, Daily's comedy club was a. I think it was a, the architect for a lot of it, back in the day. Because before that, you only had like, you had the Empire, but the Empire was a closed show. It was only the BBC boys. It was the boys that talked about the troubles, and regurgitated that shit all the time. Whereas Colin and all talked like dick jokes, young guy jokes, jokes about mm-hmm. students, and that had really had nowhere. And then. When Daily started, when Chrissy Bowes and all started Dailies, then them boys started really like firing through really shit hard, and they were bringing up other comics in the south. And then from that there, you see like them boys then grew in stature. Then they started their own comedy nights. So I think like the the you scene know, here is mad. Like it's people don't realize how good it is. See, one thing too is what you actually do realize whenever you're saying like people are calling stuff is that. I think a lot of, now don't get me wrong, they are funny fuckers, but a case of, they also started with like skits of stuff on social media too. Yeah. Like that's definitely a big part of it now. Do you know where like he had, like didn't he have Barry the Blender? I, I am fighter, yeah. Yeah, I am fighter. And then like Shane Todd of that stuff where he was going around the ho- the Holy Lands of the start. I make and, McGoldrick. And then I think, yes. And then the thing is too, I think where you now know him as a funny cunt. So then whenever you go to see him, you're almost like, 
you almost find stuff funnier to an extent. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you go to, like, a comedian, like, if you go to Kevin Hart, you know he's not bombing. So even if his jokes weren't that great that night, like, he'll know the difference between, like, a good laugh and a where somebody's wet themselves. And I think yeah. that probably comes down to quite a bit, too. Like, your actual, not assumption, but there's a word, your, your perception before you go in. Uh, absolutely like there's gigs I went to and you know you get fucking people sitting there arms folded leaning back going like oh, you think you're funny we man do you do you like that's uh, the perception they're giving you and then you go into the night like Collins and the SSE and people are fucking sl- swigging pints arms around the woman you know lean back relax yeah. you know, like all that stuff makes a difference like they're there and they're like also the fact is like you know, you go to a local gig here, and Mike, people have paid two, three quid to get in. That if you paid thirty quid, you're going in. You're like, I ain't going to have a fucking laugh at this. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm going to respect them. Yeah, literally, that's what that's what it all comes down to. Like, and I mean, it's it's a blast for those boys. But to go back to your point, there's a thing now in comedy that's happened. It's like it's a, a sort of as an American term called a comics comic. So like, guys yeah. that don't do skits and guys that don't do characters. Like that's sort of now weirdly become frowned upon. In yeah, like standoff scene. They're like, "Oh, so you're just like an actor. You're a fucking yeah." It's like someone being Hollywood like, comic model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like I'm an Instagram model or like an Instagram comic. It's like that's not a fucking thing. Yeah, you know, either are or you're not. Yeah. So that's sort of that's become a big thing. And like, don't get me wrong, the boys here and I, you know, like, and fucking some of them do brilliant skits and like TikToks really like emphasize that. But people are really trying to pull away from like this character identification now, and are now looking to build themselves. And that's probably. It's probably someone's going to add on three or four years before you do break through. You could take that express route through the skits. Like, who's one? Paddy Raff does it. He does it with his stuff. Yeah. He blew up within, like, a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good... Uh, it's a good... It's a good platform to fire you into, into everybody's head, and then it's the transition out. I think Colin did it very well. Because, like, his... Well, his Iron Fighter thing, I think, were on its course, but Bessie McDee and his other things were really good. And then people were like, why'd you stop doing them? And Colin was like, because I, I don't want to be fucking stuck doing this when I'm 30. Like. <laughs> but he's like, it's it's mad. Like the science behind it is always, I found it just mad fascinating when people talk, as you said, about like the, the, the people we think are comedians, like like the Hollywood actors who are comedians, but then the comedians go, no, he's not a fucking comedian. He's an actor. Yeah. Like he's not one of us. Like there's, there's comedians that are selling out stadiums that people have never heard of because they don't be on TV. And I, when you hear them in America, you're like, he sold out Madison Square Garden. I don't even know who this boy is. And then they're like, yeah, he's top three in the world. One of the best songs I think of is probably Joe, Joe Coy. Again, he's yeah. got a fucking copious amount of Netflix special. People on this probably, yeah. I would imagine, aren't too familiar with them. Well, good Chelsea Handler. They might know him via her now. Yeah, yeah, fuck. But like, he's, I think he sold out like five nights in Madison Square Garden or something like that. Yeah. Like, that... that a full fucking basketball team sells that out once a week. Yeah. He sold out five nights in a row and goes, yeah, boys, you take it back for the weekend. Like, that's fucking bananas. Yeah, it's it's mad. And and, and the best thing about it here now, as we said before, the ceiling for a co- comedian, because of Colin and Mickey and stuff, is far higher now than ever. Like, it's... Even as far as Arne McCann getting on uh, Kill Tony in America, like, nobody would ever have thought of doing that. No. No, and you have this preconceived idea too that Northern Ireland accents don't travel well. Yeah, we speak fucking fast and it's hard to get across when sometimes, but like the boys like Shane going over to London when McCann was out in America, like just all them boys absolutely crushed. Like they, they love it. And what people don't realize the other thing is this scene has only existed since about 2000, I want to say eight. Oh, yeah. So like it's fucking fresh as anything. Like people are talking about doing the comedy store in America in the 1990s. Like, you know, 
<laughs> different levels all together like but that's the nice thing about now there's a big research now of like people coming in wanting to get into it like everyone from northern ireland i'm sure youtube boys are the same like it's everyone thinks they're a funny fucker from here like just everybody has that preconceived uh, i am i'm i'm hilarious like, like myself yeah <laughs> tony's all right he does the odd funny thing like you do stand up mickey i would call i would buy every seat in the building <laughs> No matter where it is, I would buy every seat. Who is it that did that to the rapper? 50 Cent bought the... Uh, ja Rule. Ja Rule. Like <laughs> bought the first six rows. <laughs> Just in spite, because he said something in one of the songs, so like he would have came out. Because it was on. completely wedged in the first six rows, and that probably could have cost a fucking bomb. He, he uh, noticed it on a voucher website or something. Done deal or so. Like somebody goes to him, it's on a voucher website, discount website, and he's like, look, buy the first six rows. That's fucking and the guy was like, that would have cost you a fortune. He goes, no, nah, it didn't actually. <laughs> Holy I had a sat fun. there. I had a sat there, but second seat and just, just pointing at him. There you are. <laughs> but that was, so, so you're not, the big one's coming up. You're preparing for it. Now you're getting the reps and you're getting ready. I suppose all the guys doing the same. You're going to, yep. you're going to build a bill around you. This is going to sell out massive success. Cut the clips up, get it online. What's next? That's a million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> see, see, I'm one of them ones. It's just, hopefully there's some lads that can listen to relate to this. Like, I haven't a fucking clue what I want to do in my life. So this seems like the Jeez. best next option. Like, do you want to ever, like, I'm coming out of university. I've finished university here in the next couple of weeks. I've done a business degree. Fucking may as well have fucking just taken a shite and wiped my arse with it. Like, there's no use for it. Like, you can go in and work an admin job if you want. Like, I'm sorry to anyone that does the course, there's about 150 people on it. Like, they're all going into, like, recruitment and selling their souls to the devil. Like, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's just like, fuck it. We'll roll the dice. We'll see what happens. We'll see how this show goes. Hopefully it goes well. Uh, I'm plugging away in a load of our stuff too, like the podcast and, like, the vlogs and stuff like that. Like, so, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully more gigs, establish yeah. yourself a bit more in the scene and hopefully try to get a bit of a circuit going, you know? Is there a, is there a, gig, that, is there a gig that you want? Is there a venue you want to play? You know, there's always... Everybody's always got that venue. I've got the venues. There's always a venue you want to play. And it doesn't Where's seem... McKay? Mine? Yeah. At the minute? I want to play Thompson's. I want to play Tom Thompson's is the last, my last box to take in Ireland, pretty much. Have you not done Thompson's? No, no. I've done it. No, I, c I can do it, like. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because sure you've done Ocean Beach and Space, so Thompson's is a small crowd. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense for me to do it. Music, is it? Eh? It's not your sort of music, though, is oh, it? Oh, it is, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thompson's used to be, when I was in uni, the one where you go to, if you were getting off, you're a fucking lid. Oh, I don't know, that'd be my sort of music, I. Yeah. Uh, Thompson's have different nights. Thompson's do like a Wednesday. Is it Funkarama? Like, Funkarama's hip hop. Yeah. Tony would be big in the Funkarama. That would be Tony's night. If Funkarama was good, whatever, like that's the night I would have rather gone. But I just remember everyone wanted to go on a Tuesday or Thursday to get absolutely bipped. I will. EP would EP would have been your your uni go to by the your wee skaghead. Yeah, like, I don't know, it was, for a while it was all right, and then it just, it got obscene, so then I was like, look, I need to stop going to Thompson's, because I keep in, I would go, I would go, we'd meet for a carryout, and I would turn around whenever I was in uni, and I would go, look, all right, this is sound, look, we'll have a couple of drinks, and we'll decide on the carryout, and then, before you know it, fucking everybody wants to go to Thompson's, and it's fucking 6pm the next day, and your chin's swinging, uh, and it's fucking now Friday, and it's just one of them things where, I just had to cut out going to Thompson's because it's just it was just so heavy on the fucking drugs. I don't it's, know what's like now. Nah, no, nah, it's clean. It's far cleaner now. It's a great. They've, they've done a real good job. Um, it's not. You know what? It that can happen to any venue. It's the people who go in it, and the security can only check so much. Um, 
it's not there. Yeah, it's just a case of like it's almost ritual too. It was just a case of right, we're going to Thompson's on a Tuesday or Thursday, and that's the night where everybody goes fucking cream cracker. It was, it's it's you going into that atmosphere. Oh, it's you going into that. It's not the club. I mm-hmm. well, Thompson's for me is it's just a final box to take. Simple. But when are we going? I don't know. I, like three. <laughs> I could left. I could drop my text. Would you get there. the three of us in that box? Would you? And I uh, probably could actually. Uh, he'd never get down the stairs into the box. <laughs> Stabler. What was it the other night and the boy was fucking cr- trying to crowd surf and everything? That was secret in Easter Sunday. Jordan, Jordan Shiver, shout out two degrees, been on the podcast. Um, I decided Jeremiah said that he was going to crowd surf. That's fucking tough going. Somebody punched him in the balls. The Sean, other- you should try that at your next uh, gig. <laughs> People are scumbags. People just steal everything from your pockets. Like, you've never... Who was it? Uh, There's someone... I think it was McElmore. He fucking got lynched. All his stuff for... Uh, he got his phone taken out, eh? So, someone took his belt and everything. Like, he's like, who the fuck? I was <laughs> a g- guy from Calvin done a crowd surf the other week and somebody took one of his shoes. Not even two of them. Just one of them. <laughs> really? Uh, should you remember... Do you remember Stevie Oakey done the crowd surfing where he fucked the boat out and he broke a girl's neck? Uh, yeah, that happens, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Me. I love the way you're saying ah that happens as if it fucking happens in the the fucking bank in area. It happens it happens here. It happens a lot more than you think. There's fellas I know have jumped out and broke people's collarbones. Yeah, see, like the, the, I, it, it just it wouldn't appeal to me. I suppose maybe if you're David Guetta or something, and it's fucking. Well, I don't think David Guetta's doing it. He's six, 60 years old, Tony. Is David Guetta sixty? But he's old enough, eh? Well, he might be sixty, but he's definitely fifties, like. Last time I seen him live, right, was in Ushaya, right? And I'll never forget it. There was this absolute, fuck, he must have been a wee bit smaller than me, mate, but he must have been about 115, 20 kilos. He's a complete bodybuilder. His chin, I was nugget in the middle of the place, right? And he was absolutely off his lid. And he got th- he got one dude in his shoulders and two girls on top of And David Guetta turned off the music and bowed in the middle of Ushaya because of the, how how high they'd got the pyramid. Like, Joe, they're standing. He just goes, oh, wait, turn it off, and just went... And then just went back to playing your tunes. And when I turned around, I was like, that boy is going to take a heart attack. But it was very, very impressive. Again, I don't know why I brought that up. Because I know what you brought up. You're dreaming of doing that. That is, that is my worst. You're going You're going to zero gravity later. And you're looking for two girls <laughs> to get your shoulders. Lads, oh, get the TikToks shoulder. going here. Get the reels going. You'll have different <laughs> angles. All the, all the crew out. He, had a lot, he, had a, he was him, another lot. Like, the lad was on his shoulders, and then there was two girls, and that. So it was a, a four, like a four pillar thing. It was quite impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Could you do it? Not a fuck. I wouldn't want to do. You it. Another legs for another. <laughs> you want another legs for another. Right. Sh- well, need tripod. I need a tripod. I need more stability. I need a bigger. I need a third leg. Look. Um, what would you say now, Sean? Say if boys are like thinking. Well, there's probably I don't think there's anybody listening to this that's getting into comedy. Maybe there is. Yeah. You never know. I have one client who was who messaged me the other week actually about possibly getting into comedy, and I was like, "That's probably a dig at you and your diets more than anything." I'm going to get into comedy too, Tony. For fuck's sake, give me some food. <laughs> uh, so like there is people that are thinking, but I think it's even if you're going to give out advice, thing, even just somebody who's going to do something out of the norm is probably yeah. The best putting yourself in front yeah. of the the spotlight as it is because it is. Fuck! I remember one of my first gigs. The guy actually in Daly's. It used to be a nightclub. Sean Daly handed me a microphone. Goes, I give a couple of announcements for what's happening next week. I was like, right, microphone up. <laughs> Microphone down again. I was like, I can't do that. And then microphone up. And you, you know, that's the truth. You know what I did? I ripped the fucking lead out of it. Like, broke it. I go, Sean, that fucking thing's not working. He goes, isn't it? He goes, oh, the lead's broken. I was like, ah. 
Sean's like, oh, I'll get another one. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Came back, goes, can't find another one. I was like, yes. Fucking winner. Fuck. <laughs> winner. I've seen, I've seen that happen before. They're like, I, I did a placement over somewhere there. And like, uh, there's this, and like, people on the first day, like, literally going to throw up, having to make a phone call in front of people. You're like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, it's just a phone, like, get on with it. Yeah. It's always been my, like, perception on it. Like, there was some, I always, I love those things. I just run the hazards. User, fuck it. Because you think everyone's listening. Yeah, they're not. But if they are, you're like, when do you hear this? It's going to be fucking class. Like, you're going to love this shit. Like, yeah, can it, I, my, my thing is, can I kill you? Like, by standing in front of all these people. Will I die? Chances are no. So, what's the worst yeah, that can happen? That's the, I mean, that's if you do, style. go ahead. If you, I mean, if you do die, it's gonna be a fucking belt. It's a good way to go. I think, like, aye, aye, go out on stage. Like, I don't want to whimper in my sleep. Like, I'd rather drop dead on stage and make a bit of a scene about it. Like, well, yeah. aye, that gives a new meaning to the dying on your arse thing. Yeah, literally. You could yeah, die, die doing what he loves. <laughs> But it's, it's that case of the worst, like, whenever you ask yourself, worst case scenario, nine times out of ten, you end up in the same position anyway. It's like, right, if you, like, I remember I was saying a couple weeks ago, we had some, I had somebody messages from a Q&A, they were there, it was like, oh, 27, I'm thinking about moving to Australia, and I was like, worst case scenario, you move and you come back, yeah. you're in the same place. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Worst case, yeah. you do, you do stand-up, or you start a podcast, or you start something, and then you go back to what you were doing anyway, and you gave it a go, and at least you, at least you've got your answer. But nine yeah. times out of ten, you'll do well at anything if you give it enough time. The only reason people don't get good at something is because they do it once or twice, think it's going to happen overnight, and it doesn't. It's always overnight successes are years in the making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, people don't. What people don't realize is, and I suppose Tony, you realize this on TikTok too. Like, people don't give a fuck. It's you trying to make them give a fuck. No one gives a fuck if you go do a bit of stand up and you die in your hole. No one gives a fuck if you get into DJing and you know it wasn't great or whatever. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. You the, see the challenge now of getting people to actually curb it. What you're doing is a fucking nightmare. Like. Oh, mad, mad to get people to get people to care about anything in this day and age. They have a three second window to get their attention, and even after that, it's like, oh, that's cool. I seen a guy that was better from fucking China. Yeah. Did you ever see the guy in China? It does it like twenty times better, and you're like, I but this guy's your fucking next door neighbor. Give him a bit of support. It's it is mad, like that to get people as you said to buy into you at the moment is crazy, but they'll buy into somebody that they've never met and probably may never see they'll buy their 40 pound ticket but they won't support somebody down the street that's yeah that's that's that saying have you ever heard of it? it's your spotlight your spotlight or sorry your success shines a spotlight on their failures so even if they didn't want to do that or they didn't want to do fitness or they didn't want to do dj or stand, or like open mic like stand up like even they will have wanted to do something and card out of it because of whatever people thought yeah and then that's why they don't support somebody local because deep down they're annoyed that they didn't go for it and that, that is me being deadly honest have you ever noticed yourself doing that because that's what used to happen to me with like fitness whenever i was really in it but i wasn't coaching i'd be like who does that boy think he is coaching and like, that is not the right that's the that's like a toxic mindset but that's because you're repressing how you feel about realizing it now that is very hard to cop on to do it but it's like just like as i was saying to you before somebody drives by in a lamborghini that's a wanker like you don't know anything about that, but it's that mm. self, it's that immediate, like thought process. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you can be a wanker and drive a fucking Peugeot 106. You can be a wanker. Ford Ranger. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Too bad it's not a Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the things where I think it's it's interesting to think about it like that. But I think that's something where that actually happens to everyone in in some aspects. Oh my! Like the, like the amount of people that question you, Tony, in the small town mentality that question you. It's absolutely sure. You see the thing. I like 
the, the, the amount of stuff I'd be getting, and people think it dies off, it gets, see the more and more you build, like I don't even have that many, like I've only got 20k, and I mean, holy fuck the amount of people, but the thing is, see what you realise with following and everything else is too, if you have 20,000 followers, you way, way more than that know you, because see, like for example, in the last six weeks, I went up about 13 to 1400 followers on Instagram, right? But I've also dropped a thousand. Yeah. Um, up 1,400 total. So in total, there's 2,800 or 2,400 turnover there. If that makes sense, 1,400 in and a different 1,000 out. Yep. So it's one of them things where you don't realize it. And then there's people who click on your profile that don't follow. So your actual reach is way, way larger than that. Like I think there was a week there where I had like 80,000 people on my account at once, different accounts. And it's one of them things where they don't follow you, but they'll know of you. And that yeah. doesn't mean they're not talking about you. They're not saying it. And that's why, for example, like whenever I get coaching messages, I'm like, I click on them all the time, like all my applications. I'm like, he doesn't even follow me. Yeah, I get that too. I, I get that a lot with DJ and boys going, oh, here, lad, like Sunday. Sunday in Secrets was just, it was the biggest biggest gig in the country by a mile. There was maybe a 1,500 people turned away. Doors oh. closed at 9 o'clock. <laughs> boys were going, oh, lad, can you get us and the guys in? And I'm like, you don't even follow me. I don't know who you are. Well, I do, I don't loosely know who they were. Uh, but I couldn't get them in anyway, even if I tried. I couldn't get boys in that I actually like. Like, some of the Kilku footballers came up, and I couldn't get them in because when I actually liked them fellas, it was just, it was too packed. But there was mounted, like, I honestly, about at least 16 or 17 messages going, can you get us in? There's only six of us. And you're like, lad, it's well, fucking people. 11 o'clock on Easter Sunday. Yeah. It's not like one person to either. You can slide in one person. But it's not like someone who's supported you and shared your content or, you know, wish you good luck when your tracks come out or anything. It's boys that don't even follow you and don't, you know, just want something for free. That's a great example of uh, you don't realize who, you know, certain individuals are, what they're doing, and then all of a sudden they go up. Now, there's still people who will, you could support them for day one and they'll do fuck all for you, but there is certain people like, if they've got values to look at, to do their best for you, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'll always try to help out anybody. Like that's one thing. It doesn't matter who you are. If if there's even if you're a good fella, I'll try to help you out. But if you're sort of person that's just looking something for free, I'll just go. I can't just can't like. That's it. Yeah, but it's that sort of case. Like I've coached people who who now have maybe 500 k on like Instagram, and it's that sort of thing of. You'll not get research from them, even though you support them. But then you'll get one or two people who will do that then, and that makes all the difference because you gave them a hand. So yeah, people, people. I think a lot of people now these days, they're afraid to even like your content because then it shows that like they're endorsing. But they'll watch all your stories and they'll reply to your stories, but they won't like your content, which is the weirdest. Yeah, it's the weirdest so fucking weird. thing ever. I've seen the big the mindset of competition. Go ahead, sorry. The big, the, big, the big thing with that I seen was, and my, my page is tiny, like not even a thousand followers, but I posted, oh, I was at the entry last week, put up a picture, weren't suit. I think it was like 150, 200 likes, whatever. And I'll post a picture of me doing stand up, 30 likes. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that sort of, it's that small. T- that people just don't want to see you doing anything outside of the norm, I suppose. Like, they're happy enough to watch you drinking and fucking gambling, but as soon as you try to do something better, stuff, so like, ah, oh, fuck that. That's uh, it because it, it aligns with what they what they see as normal. Yeah. And the thing is, too, that comforts them and you don't realize it, but it's that case of like, like, prime example is like, see all my fitness reels that I be putting up, I be putting in content, I be putting in time, money. I stayed on. I put up a picture of me standing on a pair of Speedos at a fucking beach club there, boom, thousand likes. Ah, but that's because you're yeah. lucky, you, man. You're deadly. Yeah, but. Do you, do you know what I mean? No, it's that sort of thing of because the thing like I wasn't even drinking enough, but it was holding a cup. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. looks like you're drinking. It looks like you're fake. Hey, you're fake. 
Fake, man. Little uh, no wife's fucking doing press-ups in between. Oh, 100% you're yeah. doing press-ups. <laughs> dips, doing dips at the side of the pool, getting their triceps going. We ran out there, so I didn't have water for 48 hours beforehand for that fucking <laughs> shite photo. <laughs> uh, no fuck, but you know what you're I mean? such a dick, hey? It's one of them things where it's that saying of, as I say, with the success thing, but it's also like, People like to see you do well, but not better than them. And like, that's me being honest as well. Like, I like to see people do mm-hmm. well at fitness, but you have to switch that mindset off that. Like, I see whenever I see somebody doing like better, they're growing quicker. I'm like, fuck's sake, like, what am I doing wrong? But then you have to flick yourself out of that mindset because that's the comparison that's negative. And the thing is, too, it's not like if somebody's, uh, it's not like if somebody's feasting, it's going to be a famine for you. It's a fuel, everybody fuel. Can, Use it for everybody fuel. Is, everybody can do well in the one place. It's like, prime example is just because you're a coach in Nure doesn't mean that if you do well, I, my business is going to suffer. It, it, it's that sort of thing. Like if, if there was multiple uh, stand-up skits going about now, then all of a sudden it gets known, it gets built, people are following, you know, there's interaction, there's piggybacking off each other's followings. It actually mm-hmm. helps quite a lot. Would you be more nervous at going doing a stand-up show in Uri? Oh, well, I heard there was some, I was meant to do, I was doing McCoy's over Christmas time there, and I don't know how I avoided it, but I heard there was a very influ- influential influencer in the room the night before, the night I wasn't doing. He's a big was, fitness guy. That was me. I booked him the night before. I didn't. I didn't actually know you were doing that one. I was in the night. No, before. I. I got. I got asked the two days before to do the second show. They're like, "Here, I've had a pull out. Will you do it?" And I was like, "Yes, yeah, wait." And then I heard you were at the first show, and I was like, "For fuck's sake, there was a good." Fit was this the one where you didn't even remember who was playing? And it was Dave Elliott. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, it was some guy. He was like biggish and a beard." I, th- I thought he was called. <laughs> I thought his name was Dean. Uh, <laughs> you, know what, you know what killed him though for me was I got really bad deja vu during that because <coughs> he told a joke that I had heard from his platform. Yeah, that's so a, yeah. Like, see, that's the balance. Like you need to pick and choose what you like. I'm I'm a big one for like posting wee clips. Or, but if I know I'm never going to do something again, like I have a you no burned it. joke I've got in the back pocket that I need to throw up on the internet pretty, pretty soon. Like. But I need to wait till I get a job lined up. I kiss and clean shirt. <laughs> But it's that it's that joke, you know, where he done it, and it's like uh, he he heard like he takes his dog for a walk. He definitely not, and he hears the thing of like so he take you heard this, Mickey? No, so he's he dead. His ma thinks he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So practically yeah. words, like he takes the dog for the walk. He hears that the dog, uh, like if the dog, he's heard that if you play dead, the dog will come back to you because it goes run away, and his mum fucking finds him lying down in the middle of the field. Aye, because he's dead. been sick all week. And then they go, yeah, oh, let's go around to Dave's house. Yeah, and then he's lying out in the garden or lying out in the park. I was fucking freaking out, being like, I'm fucking psychic. I've heard this before. <laughs> and I goes, I know how this ends. He told it in Geddes' podcast. Yes, exactly. That's what I've seen. Uh, Do you want me to click? Because I didn't know him well enough. I was like, I fucking know this. Uh, I was like, deja vu. Am I fucking psychic? So I was turning around to my mum. And the thing is, too, I'm actually glad that I'm ripping we didn't get your night. Because I know Shane Tall was there. And I would love to see him live. And he's a heckler. Uh, yeah. but my fucking mum was like shouting up fucking shit as well. She's one of them. Joe. Jesus Christ. Not a heckler, not like a bad heckler, but like say you make a joke, she will add on to it. Yeah. But <laughs> then, again, like, then again, then again, your ma is funny as fuck, so I couldn't imagine it being a bad helps. fucking shout. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 that's that's what I mean. It, it was like uh, somebody said something and my mum said something like, uh, you'll not take me, I'm from Barcroft or something. <laughs> <laughs> or Joe somewhere like it was pure Republican or something. And I was like, there is no need. For, I didn't know. <laughs> there is absolutely no need in my mind for you to even, you know, like when somebody asks something, you're like, what the fuck? But then it was a case of like two or three different things. And then all of you, all you heard from the comedian was like, do you want to get on stage or what the fuck? <laughs> but I, that's good because it gives you fuel. I mean, I've been, I've been to your house before, Tony. Like, and like, you not believe this. Tony's the quietest one in that house. Like, oh so no, hundred percent. I'm just sitting, 
having to sit quiet for a fucking hour would be an absolute challenge for them ones like so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it would have been it would have been good because you would have had so much fuel on me it would have been terrible it would have yeah. been it would have been my nightmare uh the the clips what i see the, the way i'm looking at the minute is the clips is everything like you yeah know, what you're getting on social media what you it's good to build material i don't get me wrong but i am a sucker for fucking just writing something for clips and throwing it away like and two or three minutes of fucking slating into you tony and then fucking tagging you and it would have fucking done on right <laughs> so i was raging that i was absolutely raging That'll be there though. You can line that up because I'm obviously going to come to one. So then I'll just yeah. <laughs> Mickey, you make them because you'll get half of me being. Right, I'll come down. I'll get it from the the other angle. Um. <laughs> so is is did we is there a venue? Is that the question? Yes, that we're at? Where's the venue? Oh, sorry, Where? Venue. Oh, fuck. The, yeah, that, uh, the dream venue or the next venue or the. I think in Belfast it would be. Probably the Empire. The Empire would be a big one. Oh, I thought you would say Lavery's. No, see, Lavery's is such like a, it's been very fr- it's a very fresh thing. Like clicky, I been sort of. I wouldn't even say clicky. It's just sort of like that. The, they're operating at the way as sort of the comedy store in America would have been. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I could almost see Lavery's opening up like a you know fucking twelve o'clock to one o'clock slots for boys like me doing the future maybe. Yeah, they could go down that route if they wanted to, but it's a very hard get in, and because then boys. Are getting libraries every week that don't typically be in the random spots I'd be in, so they'll never see you unless yeah. they just fucking stumble across you somewhere. So, uh, libraries would be a good one, but yeah, definitely probably the Empire. Like, Empire. One of the first comedy gigs I went in Belfast, and I just thought this is fucking mental. Yeah, Empire is like the the OG, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a stage and the whole like history behind the place and some of the names have been on a stage would just be. Oh you know, yeah, like, yeah, fuck, it's bad. It's mad. That's that's kind of like I think that Empire's probably my first comedy night. Ever going to as well? You've never been when you were a student to the Empire? No, mate. I've been to Lavery's and I've been to... I went to a fucking... I went to a stand-up... Uh, Joe, Joe Fly is at the back of it for some reason. It was like in a fucking AM eating centre or something. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus fucking, Christ, uh, But I've been to Lavery's... <clears throat> that, that's a great thing. Like stand up, stand up's a great night for a wee date. You can take the women out. It's going good for a date. Thompson's, like, is it good for a date, like, though? Yes. Nah. Nah. You get good reading nah, nah. someone's humor. Like if they're if so, if you go with a girl and they're sitting there and they're not fucking even laughing at anything, you're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, what if what if what if what if they're a bang ten out of ten deadly first date and they have the weirdest laugh ever? Well, you're gonna find that out sooner or later. Aye, uh, but at least at least let at least let it bed in for a while instead of her snorting like a pig beside you. Yeah, but fuck me. You can like, see, especially them ones. Like them gigs are. There's wee bits in between. There's breaks in between comedians. Yeah, I went to I went to I think Lavery's on a date years ago during uni, and it went very well. And it's because it breaks the ice very easy as well. Like because you're going to there's so much is, to talk about. You go yeah, you go to the cinema. You sit and you watch something, and there's no in between bits. Like there's no breaks. There's no whereas if you're doing ten minutes stand up. You get a bit of crack, you get a drink in. There's a, it's, it's just a, it's a very good date, in my opinion. Like uh, I don't know. One. I don't know. Hey. You have to be That's quiet in between. You have to be quiet. There's so much to talk about. Afterwards, you review, you're like, who'd you like? What do you think? There's so many talking points. What if you what laughed at, like, a, say, for instance, you laughed at a really bad joke, like a really, really borderline joke, and she didn't laugh at it? And then afterwards. All, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? That's, That's all part of it. Like, it's going to come out. I don't know. I think these boys are missing a trick here. 
No way. Well, what are you doing on the then? If I go to you, right, baby, where we're going? What are you taking me? See, my problem is, the relationship crews are fucking back. How have you boys landed your shots in this? Like, mate, see the amount of dating questions we get is that's disgusting. Like the world's in a bad place. We're we're getting we're getting dating we're getting questions right. This is how bad it's got right. We're getting questions that are actually going to decide the future of marriages. I've had one, not one word. Remember, it was there was one recently where it was. He fancied someone else. He clicked with someone else more. Yes, I think so. Uh, Maybe it was that. It was the one anyway where break up with the wife. His parents really liked the the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He messaged. He definitely. I'm almost sure this person messaged into the Q and A. Obviously, no names or like. He messaged me like, "How much should your parents get involved after you break up?" So I was like, "He's went for that." He's went for the breakup. Oh, he like did it? Jesus I was Christ. like, so we ruin in relationships. That's exactly what we're all about. <laughs> now, tell your ex to send me a message. When they split up, they want to get on the best neck of their lives. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's just one of the things where I'm just trying to make more broken souls so I can just collect them. Uh, it, two things happen after a relationship. I put up my story. I was like, dudes think like a six pack is going to solve everything. But when what, what getting a six pack solves for you is... You get a little tiny bit more confidence, but then you get loads of men asking you how you got a six pack. You don't get any women from it. No. Uh, uh, mm. But uh, no, uh, it's just as you said. We, it, you know what? It's fell in there. But I think it's it's just a case of giving relationship advice is very straightforward when you're not in the relationship. You can always read. You can't read the label of the bottle when you're inside it. So that's the reason why we fell in that. And then the advice makes sense because there's two of us congruent. We're gonna get Caroline from County Down Under back on to do like a a female perspective on it because I think it's three men. For example, if you give us a dating question. We might have uh, hopeless. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it's similar. It's it's similar. Uh, we need we need to get a we need to get a Yang Dar Yang in a way. A Yang Dar. Plus, Yang. I need someone also to call Tony out on his leaving a girl three oh, days for a reply, which has well, literally the amount of people that text me and go, "I'd shoot him," I would shoot him. Like if you're leaving her home, she's getting a taxi. You can text her and say, like, right, did you get home? Right, but then after that, you need to let her. It doesn't own. matter many different ways you say this, Tony. It's not the right answer. <laughs> it's the right answer. Look, yeah, but it might not be the right answer, but it's the answer that works, and that's all the right matters. I bet you didn't do that with Hillary. You didn't do that with Hillary. I, you, you, she'll not admit that, but the king does what the king does. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's the clip. There's the clip for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the king does the king does I definitely I'm not lying see this I'm always like that but it's always a case of because I always found see and this is me being straight I always found especially when I was younger see the more I I put in at the start of, of any sort of seeing somebody the more it tended to blow up in my face and the less I started to care now obviously you can plan dates and put an effort there but I mean in terms of like do you know what like you're texting me like fuck it's been like three or four hours and then things go through your head like Maybe they didn't get that message. Maybe O2's fucking down. Do you remember all that sort of thing? That you know, which definitely didn't happen. That was the sort of me when I was younger. Whereas the more I was like, fuck it, they don't text me back for a day. Fuck it, who gives a fuck? And it was that sort of thing of, oh, I'm busy today. Like, I don't need to be on my phone. I'll leave that. Uh, I wait like, for three or four days for you to reply to me, for fuck's sake. Well, what do you expect? I'm playing hard to get, and you're still yet to come up to my place. Like. Right. <laughs> Oh, Tony, you're an So, uh, I would say any, I don't know where we went over this, so some value, because we've done literally nothing but talk shit. So, yeah. would you, would you, I would say you'll get lessons no matter what you do, but I wouldn't say in case of people doing open mic, but in terms of any lessons that you've noticed from starting something in like the, I wouldn't say early, but a case of, because I'll sort of miss points, I guess, but 
things you would say like would be useful not to to know or lessons does that make sense no what the fuck you asked me like what have you you see since you started since you started like comedy where well as it's growing you as a person so Mm -hmm. confidence wise a lot more confident would you say yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely a lot more confident. And, still get but I still, th- th- this is the thing, right? I am fucking, see if you have a one-on-one conversation with me, I am a fucking mess, especially if it's like a proper adult. I cannot handle myself. But then a room full of 40 adults yeah. I have no problem talking to. It's the different dynamics and different things. Like, But definitely the, the stage stuff, like I always, on my podcast, I always use this cringy analogy, but it's sort of like, not to compare myself to that or anybody else, but like you imagine if the likes of like Adele or someone's like, oh, I'm afraid of what people are going to think, you know, with me singing or whatever. Yeah. And then you don't go for it. Like that's that was always the mindset I had. Like, give it a go, roll the dice, see what happens. And then like the takeaways from it have definitely been like more confident on stage. I've definitely gotten like a bigger, like wider, like more different group of friends or what I've ever had. Like just look at people that do comedy, yeah. all weirdos. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like or sorry, quirky. That's the term we have to use these days. Not a use weirdo quirky. Uh, we're all quirky. No, people, use like, no they're outcasts. They all are outcasts. Yeah, they're all you're all just I just I keep saying quirky because that's kind of complimentary, like but yeah. weirdo. But I find I find comedians like weirdo. that the fact that they're outcasts. They're they're, they're oh, their yeah, own group. Really There's nobody weird. like them. Yeah. Um, somebody calls me a weirdo or a freak or you know out there the I just think that's great do you know what I mean uh, like, it, it, it's not uh, like, there's nothing worse than being just a plain like don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with somebody plain. called you Hezbollah the other day Tony they'd be fucking correct <laughs> somebody goes how's we Hezbollah getting on out in Dubai and I was like is that where Hezbollah is now and then they wrote back no I mean Tony that would sell out Madison Square Garden me be him no he'd sweat. kick the shit out of you Six nights back to back, me baiting the fuck out of him. <laughs> he doesn't want to fight anyway. He's too busy learning the. No, no, he does want to fight. Hey? <laughs> he doesn't. I think this is. It's a, on site with Fury Lad. It's on site. Sure, because apparently he wants to study what the religion more in depth and not fight. Muslim? Yeah, is it called. Yeah. There's a certain term for the. Is it. What is it? He's in Dubai anyway. I'm going to keep tagging you under his post, Steve. Hopefully, I'll next some followers. Goes and wrecks you. <laughs> no way. So, I think that's good. I think that's a really nice takeaway, though, at the, the end of it. Because when you break it down, I think as well, one thing I would say, and I, you definitely will notice this as well, I know I would say you did care. No, you probably didn't care as much as most people do. But the more you do it, the less you give a fuck what people think. And then I think the more confident you get and the more it feels. Mm-hmm. It. But, but the only way that you grow the not caring about somebody or caring whatever people think is literally by doing exactly what sort of you're, you're thinking they're thinking too much about, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think there's a big thing going on at the minute too, though, where everyone's like, like everyone sort of says it, like, fuck, I'm sure you've ever seen clips on my podcast, you know, I fucking hate influencers. Boy, you, Tony, you're one of the all right ones. He's not an influencer. It's it's saturated so much shit, but like, people throw that phrase around, like, I don't give a fuck. Realistically, everyone gives a fuck. You care how many followers you get in your fur, people are engaged with your content. Like, people always like to throw that around a lot, being like, I don't give a fuck, but everybody gives a fuck to some extent. It's not giving a fuck about the people's opinion on you pursuing something you're actively trying to, you know, develop yourself into is a different. Like, yes, yes uh, they, they say in one post, I don't care about my following, and then the next post, they're like, Drop me a follow for more information. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's one of the things where, like, for example, like, it's it's like prime example is I don't care about the following, but I care what the following brings. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. following brings your money and it brings your freedom, it brings your ha- it brings like Joe. Like best way I can explain this is see if I had see if I had 100 followers on Instagram, it goes, and I wouldn't be frustrated about the number, I'm frustrated because. Your reach is down, so then your income drops. So then that affects mm-hmm. me being able to take my family on holidays. That affects me being able to yeah. take debt. Joe, and you're rebuilding. So it's one of them things where with that it builds up. But as you said, it's not it's not that you don't care fully what people think. It's 
knowing to switch it off for when it matters and when it doesn't is probably the better way to put it. Because like you'll always have that thought in the back of your head. But I think it's as I I said this earlier day MQ, it's training the muscle to like whenever you think, right, well, I'm not gonna wear this headband because people are gonna think I'm a lunatic to like well, what do I really want to do? I want to wear it, right? So just fucking wear it, and then I think you only wear, you only wear it to annoy me. You think that I, I <laughs> and uh, and NBA? You couldn't you name five NBA teams, like no, don't need. To. And the size of you, that there's <laughs> like a, that's a, like a, a, a roundabout joke, and it makes it even worse, and it triggers me even more. And now you're well, doing I'm a most getting you one for the DJ no. booth, and then me and you'll be standing there in Ocean Beach, topless, shredded with the mm. headband. No, you're doing get some muscle and hustle sort of merch on the go there. Like that's a, a headband would be good. Like, yeah, uh, like a tie dye orange headband. No fuck, just get a black fresh one. Ah, oh, you see now you, you said no fuck as if it's gonna look stupid. I know, nah, man. I can't pull off orange tie dye. Get a black one, mate. Yeah, I've got a camo one. I haven't worn it, but I've got a camo. <laughs> one. Who do you think you are, Steve Cook? <laughs> No, I'm fucking Dark Zoolander. You are a nightmare. I'm interested to know before we go here. Have you got a name for the podcast, Mickey? For the podcast this week, yeah, because you always get used to what were real creative names. Now they're a bit. No, well, the last one there was no creativeness on it because it was as to quote a listener half half the podcast was Tony talking about what he eats. Well, you asked. Don't be mad. That's that was the big. What the fuck is that podcast about? What, 28th in the day? <laughs> but then, see, the thing is, it didn't go live at fucking it didn't, t- 10 a.m. Oh, we can do videos now. That's why it didn't go live. We can do videos straight on to Spotify. I messaged I That was the big update. Last week, mm. I messaged you and I goes, Mickey, what the fuck's going on with this podcast? I got fucked about 35 messages going, <laughs> well, where the fuck is well, I had a few myself, but I just don't reply to them. <laughs> Here. I'm coming off a massive gig. Like, I'm just like, here, minions. You're too busy trying to get a headband to fit your head, you mean, Spence? Uh, <laughs> um, I, we can do videos now. It's direct to Spotify like Joe Rogan. Good, you can get this in then. We front double by Still, uh, Imagine him trying to teach people how to train. He hasn't even got a bicep on him. He's got traps. Like, I'll give him he's got traps. <laughs> right, look, on that bombshell, uh, thank you. Is that all? You're no, let Sean plug, plug your gig. Oh, yes, Fuck's sake, Tony. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so Sunflower Bar, August 12th. Fuck, I'm really bad at this. August 12th, Sunflower Bar. Uh, a night of stand-up comedy with me, Kieran Franco. It's going to be 30 minutes each of fucking pure belters. All the best stuff we've been coming up with over the last year and stuff. And then we're going to have resident MC, Darren Matthews, fellow Nuri Man on. And then hopefully one more other comic on the night. Uh, so, yeah, if you just get tickets for that, ahead. Where do you get the tickets? Online, all in Eventbrite, or if you just go into my Instagram, all the links will be all the links. And what is your Instagram so people can find you? And then we'll it's open. Sean underscore McAlevey. So okay, and you've got there. podcast is Smack Talk S M A C Talk, and then that's yep. mainly everything you're on. You've got TikTok too. I've TikTok as well. I do the YouTube. I do a YouTube. So basically, I vlog yeah. my whole stand up from basically the very first gig where I'm fucking damn a hold to progressing through it. There's a whole process there for people to watch and see what it's like to be in the stand up. If anyone's looking to give it a go, it's probably a good place to look and start and check things out as well. Like, and you can see some of my clips and stuff like that as well. Some of the stuff I talk about as well. So, yeah. Perfect, right? That's spot on. Thank you very much for coming on. Hopefully, you can just join me in the podcast instead of Mickey next week. That would be great. <laughs> and on that note, Mickey, do you want to add anything? Or are you happy out? I just keep buying coffee, guys. That's all I care about. Fuck me. <laughs> you can send me my coffee. Fuck me. I'm out in Dubai and it's still on my house. Send it out to fuck. <laughs> That's my two bags out there sitting there about fucking six weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
Wait there, yeah. wait there to check the ratings in this podcast before I lose my mind. Anyway, same aim, fucking stuff. 78, 78 ratings. That's actually quite good. That's gone up oh, with it. You could push that to 100 if people pull a finger out and hit the fucking There are people are lazy. Our crowd are lazy. Don't hit three stars. If you don't leave five stars, fuck off. Five, five stars only one that works. We got the other ones. The, the four star and the three and the two and the one didn't work. And somebody did hit the four and pure badness. Oh, oh, we lost our run of ourselves that weekend. 4.9, that's heartbreaking. We, we were bit... money and all as a reward to find out who it was. Aye, the guys, that reward's still there. 500 pound and Tony give you free rent one of his houses for a month. If you find out for us who give us... I'll, Con- give, you, I'll give you a flat. i tell you who it was. It was Conliff McAlinden. Do you think so? He was annoyed we didn't go skiing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. Probably my mum, because she hasn't been on yet. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> Thank right. you very much. Cheers. See you Have later. Week, folks. Hey, lad. Pleasure.